0: This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. Uh, so, normally there's like a start stream button, but apparently YouTube decided to change the rules yet again, so here we go. Um... Yeah, so anyway, this is the show where we take comic books from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books to come out this week. We think you should pick up. Of course, we're still in the period of time that, if you're watching this after the fact, uh, is long past and is weird, and people... You don't believe that it was nearly as extreme as it was when it was happening, but believe me, it was, um, where there were new new comics. And, uh, but we were on the cusp of getting new comics, and the show will be, uh, become relevant again. Very shortly, but we're trying to be as relevant as humanly possible by talking about a very specific topic that is like up to the minute uh, could be undone during the show. Well, that kind of thing. Yes. Uh, So, but we're going to talk about that because it's kind of interesting, it's uh, longer than a tweet. And so I feel like we should really get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do, I wanted to mention uh, this show is sponsored by viewers like you. You want to keep us honest, allow us to have our own opinions. Uh, the best way to sponsor the show is to use the Super Chats and to share your comments or your questions, suggestions, whatever. In those Super Chats, we'll read them here on the show, and that'll be our little back and forth, our tit for tat, so to speak. You'll be giving us a little bit of cash, we'll give you a little bit of screen time, and we'll, uh, we'll, you know, that'll be how the exchange works out. Uh, like these fine people like Mr. Vinyl Vinyl Fishstick who says Silent's face is 1 second into the stream which was very accurate. <laughs> Silent's face is 2 seconds into the stream. Hey, that's very that true. Was,
1: that's exactly what happened. regular
0: viewer of the show. You
1: know what's knows up. Knows
0: how the show operates.
1: Every time. <laughs> so uh,
0: there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on. So let's let's go down the list cuz we could just jump into the DC thing, but I don't want to do that because there's not a lot of context and people are going to have a lot of questions. Sure. So uh, let's jump into what the pl- what, what the idea here is. So um, DC Comics uh, the other day announced they're doing a new distribution plan that also includes Diamond Distribution. If you're not familiar, uh, the only comic book distributor for the last, I'd say, about 15, 20 years has been Diamond Distribution. Uh, a single distribution house that handles all the books across the publishers to every comic book retail outlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, since the uh, coronavirus, uh, Diamond has closed their doors along with everybody else, with the exception of Marvel and DC Comics, who are still producing books. They're not printing the books, but they are still producing the books. Um, but uh, so they closed their printers, but they are still everyone's still working, everyone's still producing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, since there are no books to be printed and no books to be distributed the retail outlets are also closed uh this is also in conjunction with the state home order and the essential business closures sure so retail outlets can't sell them
1: non-essential
0: diamond business. non-essential businesses and uh diamond can't send them anyway so that was where we were mm-hmm. for a good three weeks no new comics uh and then dc and and, and during this time we we ourselves uh, have been talking about Alternatives. Yes. And what could be done? Right. And in fact, we've been discussing this for a long time, and I've heard many people, uh, comic book retailers, comic book customers, and people outside on the fringes of the industry saying, why would you put up with that? In fact, Mm -hmm. isn't Diamond a monopoly? And aren't monopolies a violation and should be broken up. The reality is, if you make enough money, you don't have to deal with it. And if you don't make enough money, you also don't have to deal with it. Right. Like if you're a celebrity, you don't go to jail for murdering somebody. And if you are a small enough entity where money can be made from you, uh, you don't actually have to worry about monopolies. So okay. actually, I remember there was a lawsuit against Diamond that was in the works to break up their monopoly. And the courts were like, I don't. that's not enough money. Who even cares? What are we talking about mm-hmm. here? So, uh, yeah, Diamond was, uh, was, was unfettered and allowed to do whatever they want. But I remember being like, why? Everyone talking about, like, why are they allowed unchecked access? Mm-hmm. Why, wh- where's the alternative? Well, DC Comics stepped up and was like, yo, here's, here's an alternative for you. And so they announced uh, they were going to have two bi-coastal distributors. Mm-hmm. The idea being that uh, there will be two different companies, which are owned by the same company.
1: I thought they weren't. Aren't I thought one's owned by um, Midtown, Midtown and the other one's owned by a totally different company. I think you're right. It's it's called like DCBS, which I think is another. Oh, yeah, that's right. Other,
0: yes, yes, <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry, you're totally the right.
1: Discount Comic Book Service. Yes, yeah. Discount Comic so Book Service. So one is servicing the West Coast, which I think is the Discount Comic Book Service, I think Midtown is servicing the East Coast.
0: That's right. Um, uh, there are th- those two distribution houses are called Lunar mm-hmm. and UCS. Uh, I believe that Lunar is handling the DCBS West Coast, I and so. Lunar is working with Midtown on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, UCS is working, UCS is working, working with, with Midtown, Midtown to service with the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those two outlets are kind of came out of nowhere, and they are working with DC Comics.
1: Now, their parent companies have experience with mailing comics yes to, they handle a lot of direct mail lists for i think dc especially midtown does yes um so they have some experience oh absolutely but a little, it's different experience right
0: and in fact uh, if you uh, live in an area where your local comic store is 50 100 miles away you probably have bought a lot of your floppies through midtown comics or through dcbs so sure Odds are you've received their books before or used their services. Maybe you didn't even know. Mm. Uh, so, though that was the idea, and uh, and so and DC announced that they were going to be distributing books to retail stores starting April 28th. Mm-hmm. New books will be starting to come in, uh, and they'll be distributed through those two outlets and Diamond. If Diamond were to get their act together. Which they plan to, Diamond had said originally that they were thinking maybe August. Mm-hmm. Uh, after this move, the next day, Diamond announces actually more like mid to late May.
1: Right. Okay.
0: So, uh, but but Diamond's not being cut out. The idea being that like there could be you have three options. Yes. To get your books. Yes. Uh, conceivably. Right. And uh, or presumably, I should say so. That was what DC said. Also, that DC uh, has announced that through those two distributors, books will be arriving on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, in order to make it more equal across all of their distribution.
0: That was their their line, yeah.
1: Which, I don't know if that's saying, like, they feel like people who have digital get them first, and so they're trying to...
0: Right, they shouldn't be, because it's still day and date digital and physical.
1: Right, so, like, I'm... I don't know. Or maybe it has to do with how quick... I, I don't know if a lot of comic shops can't facilitate that for some reason. I thought most could. Right. I know our local stores tend to take Tuesday off, or I've heard that before. Yep. They They close Tuesday so that they get all their books in, they can put them out on the shelves. Yes. Um, You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So now they'll have to come in Monday.
1: Or they'll still get them on Tuesday.
0: Or they'll, well, they'll get them on Tuesday and they'll say, ah, we'll just wait until Wednesday to put them out.
1: Right, but I'm just saying, like, what if they still get them on Tuesday, but that's just the release day, too? Right. It's like, you, when you get them, you release them.
0: Yeah. I think that there is no... There's no limitation. You know, normally... Well,
1: we'll see. This is kind of an ever-changing and ever-unfolding um, situation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, that is where <laughs> I'm we are. To center
1: myself. <laughs> that's where we
0: are right now with, with that. That yes. was where that announcement came from. But the, mm. the implication was that new books would be coming out on Tuesdays. Right. Um... Which, by the way, is a good incentive for you to take the other distributors because if, if Diamond's still operating on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. you get new DC books early. Now that being said, and DC's the only ones putting out books right now. Um, seemingly. Seemingly. And that's the funny thing is that that's the first roadblock. That's the first bit of criticism we hit where retailers and customers alike were crying foul and saying things like, well, if you're getting these... If you're sending me these books on Tuesday... Who cares they're coming out on April 28th? If my store's closed, what am I supposed to do with this stock? Yeah. But I also remember them complaining when Diamond closed. Yes. And I remember them complaining when Diamond said that they would... Instead of mailing books to retailers, that they would alternatively re- mail them to retailers' houses. Yes. So I don't know who how people can be pleased by this program.
1: I think the... I think there's a couple of factors here. And we're going to talk more about the actual plan. Yes. Um, But I just want to kind of right off the bat say that there's a couple of problems here. One is that each store is in a different position than any other store. Well,
0: especially depending on where they are.
1: Yeah, depending on your location. So, like, for some stores, this is going to work out well for them. It'll be something.
0: Right. Some books will be coming out so people could buy them from you.
1: Right. And other stores are going to see this as, like, There's nothing I can do about this right now because of the situation that I'm in right now. Yeah. And so, like, on a case-to-case basis, to some people, this is a terrible idea. To some people, they're like, okay, cool. I think also the problem is, is that, like, this situation is so unique and affects literally everyone in a different way that it was impossible to have seen this coming. Yeah. But at the same time, like there was, there's no planning that was put into this because how could you? But also, they never had a contingency plan for anything. Right. Like, what if Diamond had a fire? Yes,
0: exactly. There, that's the thing is that, the, and that's the real. If you want to lay blame, it's not at people for not having a COVID nineteen plan or for not, in, in terms of the comic book industry. Yeah. Uh, it, it's more that like neither publisher, nor retailer, nor distribution house had any kind of contingency plan if one element of their machine didn't work.
1: Right, or if they do, or they did, like, it has not been executed (laughs) appropriately. No,
0: with, 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 uh...
1: Because I don't want to say that they did it. Because I'm no, I have no insider information on Marvel or DC or Diamond. So, like, maybe they did have a plan, but they have not been executing it in an effective way.
0: Based on the behavior of both outlets over the last year, Mm -hmm. in light of things that have occurred... Kevin Feige becoming chief creative officer, Dan DiDio being fired from DC, mm-hmm. and now this. There is absolutely no plan in place at any level for these companies if, because they've never like done that. anything. There was barely an announcement of Kevin White. Feige doing that. What is his role? Will he be in, in, in like telling no, people it's, what to do? Like, it's true. W- w- like what? At what level is he influencing the comics? Dan DiDio. Was he fired? There's no there's still no official word from the company. Jim Lee saying something during a con is not does not constitute an official statement from a company, which is what we're accustomed to as consumers.
1: Right. Uh, And and
0: this is just another element of it. So,
1: like there's a lot of factors to this, and you know, it feels like one of those situations where Kind of, no matter what happened, someone was going to be upset because oh, yeah. everyone's situation is so unique and different. Well, right and now. especially
0: because um, while consumers are upset because they can't get their books, yeah, publishers, distributors. And retail outlets are upset because they're losing revenue and could be losing their livelihoods. And that's the real concern. And it's uh, it's the other reason why I think there's an urgency or why it's frustrating when there isn't a sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. Because it's like we are talking about people's livelihoods and their dependency on some leg from this table. Mm -hmm. And I'm not seeing any leadership on any front save DC and save this week. Out of a month-long process, over or more, mm. and uh, and and the and the leadership from DC is them kind of half-heartedly announcing they're going to be doing these things. Like, there's no there's no announcement, there's no statement. It's just Newsarama says this. By the way, if you want to know, there's links in the description. Yeah. Um, not to the Newsarama article, but rather for the dig- the digital distribution thing we're going to talk about later. Sure. But like. I'm seeing it from comic book news outlets, not from DC saying like, "Here's our plan going right, forward." Right,
1: but that may be just how they feel they can best get their information out there. Like maybe they found that like more people are actually looking at those sites, and totally. so perhaps that's the best way for them to do that. Again, we're not on the inside, so we don't on, no. we don't know.
0: No, no, no. But at the same time, we're also not getting like yeah. any clarity. We're just we're, we're just left with this. Yeah. Especially when we find out that like there are responses between these companies. You know, like I read uh, what was it? um so you know dc announces their distribution plan and then diamond like has to refute the discussion about it so uh on friday dc mentions the direct market has changed and they're going to do this and monday diamond says today uh they sent their retail partners saying breaking news dc does this and then they said you know on friday that they cancel orders for april 18th and then uh they said Officially, we're going to still offer DC Comic products that are offered to the direct market through our visual solicitation, our our usual solicitation, FOC, and reorder process. But going forward. Going When they're reopened. When they're reopened. And
1: I think that's just because the other article didn't mention if Diamond would. And so, like, I feel I, like...
0: I think it's because there was no official announcement from anybody.
1: Sure, but I mean, like, I that is... You know, at least Diamond being like, "Hey, wait." <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, just uh, in case you were wondering, hey, here's our statement on this that. Pull this back. Uh, so that's so. So DC says, "Okay,
1: we need to do something." No one's
0: getting their books. Yeah. And we have books that are just sitting in warehouses unsold. Not to mention the books that are produced and on flash drives and ready to be sent to printers
1: if they're open. If they're
0: o- which are not uh and it depends i know
1: like because of my job i know there are some print shops that are still working i don't know how
0: probably through skeleton crews yeah
1: but they are still working but it's at a reduced pace so it's like if you need something it's going to take twice to three times as long to get it
0: yeah uh but if dc are the ones who are saying we're going to be producing books and Mm -hmm. they're the only ones then even the delay should also maybe put them out on time (laughs) <laughs> particularly because of this, the very limited rollout that DC is doing and that's yeah. the thing is that people are really freaking out particularly about like DC being like we're putting out books here we go yes. you hear that and you think like oh Batman Superman Justice League like death metal no no. like Batman itself has been delayed until June Yeah, the and new and issue of Batman
1: and like it, that, that must have been a... I can imagine that was a difficult call all I'm around. sure. Because, like, DC's like, that would make us money, but that's not fair to everyone who can't open their doors. And that, to me, to me personally, yeah. um, says that DC thought about this to some degree. True. That it was like, some of these shops oh, no, can't open, so, like, we can't put out our big sellers because, first of all, we know we're not going to make the numbers on that. Right.
0: And that's the re- that's, that's I think that's, that's the biggest it, reason. But, I mean, also,
1: not. like... Two, like, we're going to be screwing over some individuals who can't open their doors right now. Right, right. Um, And so, like, the release list that they did put out, I saw some people saying, like, at least they're doing something. Is this going to, like alter my entire business and save me necessarily? No. But what they did say was that it would keep reader interest because that's what they're worried about is that, like, not only will they not be able to pay their rent because they don't have that income coming in, but that when they are able to open, that readers won't be coming back.
0: Yeah, they, they won't have an outlet to, with, through which to contact other people and say, hey, we're back now. You can come back and buy these books. I see. Um, <laughs> so that's where DC is. Yeah. Uh, DC, well, where DC was yesterday. Right. Now we're on today, and as, it, you know, in a world where you can't talk about new books, but we do talk about the industry, every day is a new episode about something, and undoes the last episode, which yes. is kind of fun. Uh, but let's jump into some Super Chats really quick, just to make sure that we've we've got everybody covered. Um, got that? Uh, T.Y. Vachierre says, hello from New Zealand. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you, team. Hi. Really appreciate it. Welcome. Um, Matt Draper. Hey, from, Matt. From uh, B Matt Draper uh, says, just wanted to say thanks for taking part in the at-home Comic-Con and redirecting your Super Chats during your panel. You're the best. No problem, man. Happy to do it. Okay. Um Thank you very much. Yeah, that uh, yeah was a we lot had a of light, fun. We had a lot of fun. If you haven't already seen it, we had a great time this past Saturday at, at Home Comic-Con, mm-hmm. which was in your living room or pocket. You don't know. You yeah. can just pull it up right now. <laughs> but go to YouTube.com, visit uh, they... at Home Comic-Con. All the panels are available on their website. Yeah, ch- and... go
1: check them out. There are a lot of good ones. They did a great job. And it was all for charity. They raised, I think, over $7,000 for the United Way. Um, so it was really well, like, good, um, charitable... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh... A good cause yes i was like outlet not the right word cause silver,
0: <laughs> silver cricket says i'm sure dc and marvel were quite eager to find a new printer when they got told they weren't getting their deposit back yes by the way just not, i don't want to correct you because you know I'm a, I'm a stickler but i want to say they their printers are their printers they're distributors but yes that's the other thing that i didn't mention in this particular topic but have mentioned in previous shows and topics is that diamond stopped paying their bills and then announced a new payment plan that they came up themselves and initiated without any colleague discussion, in which they were going to be paying 25% of their weekly bills and deferring the other 75% down the road for the next six to nine weeks.
1: Well, okay, but at least they were going to be paying something at some point right. and paying it back, presumably. Because again, they probably are trying to pay off their employees as well simultaneously. And you can't do that if you have to pay everything back to someone. Right. Right. Um, but if I'm you not, are... I'm um, not telling, I'm not saying that, hey, that's fair, because no. like, you are also robbing the pockets of other employees from other companies. And you're
0: also a monopoly. Like, if you... You know, you, there's, there's an old saying, I don't remember how it goes necessarily, but it's about power and responsibility. But the fact is, <laughs> if you're a monopoly, and you want the responsibility of being the only one, then you don't get to cry poverty when, like, literally three weeks worth of bad business takes place. Uh, Jeffrey Candolo says glad to hear from you guys really brightens up my isolation thank you very much Hello. Jeffrey you guys brighten up my isolation I gotta tell you i are yeah. really looking forward to doing the show again uh, Heartless Fang wanted to drop in and say hi while I work on the film history classwork Ooh. loved the panel where uh, you were a part of a few days ago thanks yeah. for checking it out and it being great. there um and good luck on your uh history film film history class yeah uh we got a celebrity in the chat right now jason grunert aka proto clown love everything you guys do love everything you do my friend jason hope you're doing well and hope you're healthy healthy and safe yeah um we got to hang out sometime again so dude come to jersey and we'll do a thing
1: well when we when it's safe
0: when you're safe when you can travel again when everybody's a knocked
1: also you came up recently
0: yeah, you did. There's, yeah, Keep an eye out for an upcoming good, bad, and ugly. Uh, but, I, but I must warn you, you, you must have a strong heart and resolve. You, you must have a warrior's heart to watch that episode. Uh, Kenneth Dowling says, Hey, Sal and Tiffany, missed you guys last week. Hope you all as well. You program my new favorite start of the, to the week. Keep on trucking, baby. You keep on trucking, Kenneth. Thank you so much. Uh, Josh McTurner helping us out with some poop. Thanks, man. Thank you. And TMNT guy 55 watching you guys while getting my 420 on. Love y'all. I forgot right. it's 420. It is 420. That's right. So toke it up if you partake.
1: And it's okay. <laughs> yeah, when
0: it's legal, right?
1: Just... <laughs> but yeah, so
0: DC does this, right? Two distributors. Everyone's already uh, freaking out. Everything's yeah. on fire. Oh, my God. We're... You're... you're, you're you know. Well, we
1: literally went from, like, what is going to happen to they might go digital first to we're not going to have any books Two, there's going to be a completely different ordering system. Two, that's not the case at all. Yep. Two, radio silence. To this.
0: Yes, that is a good timeline of what we've had happen within about two and a half weeks. Yeah. So. And again,
1: that let's. I want to keep this in mind that it's like it. It seems like a ridiculous amount of up and down, but this is an unprecedented event that's happening right now. Yeah. Um. And so when you have larger companies, there's typically a lot of people who pretend like they get the opportunity to make a decision. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times someone takes that as like, oh, that's the final decision, even though six other people have to hear that decision. Remember
0: Comics Pro? They were like, hey, we got it!
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, we don't! Yeah. Um, within 24 hours. But, um, and again, that's not me absolving anyone of guilt here, but like, I like to keep that in the back of my head that this is something that has not happened no. here.
0: No, the comic industry hasn't seen anything like this in a long time, if yeah. ever, and... Uh, The fact is the comic book industry is already so tumultuous and so, uh, I don't know, small and insulated that like, and, and affected by everything Mm -hmm. that it, it it just, it's just blown in the wind. Like it doesn't have a chance to plant its feet and grow roots and say, Hey, you, you move, you know, it's, it's just going to get thrown around. Uh, so they're just, they're just helpless to, to, to respond if they can. Um, but yeah, so that's what they did then. And then, are we caught up with everything <laughs> until we get to the digital? Yes. Okay, so then, today, DC announced an expansion of DC Digital First and the addition of DC Essential Reads. So this morning, <laughs> DC announced the expansion of DC's Digital First program, in which they're going to be releasing one new comic book. And by new, I mean it's going to be a single-issue reprint of a original story that was found in the... 100-page giant from the Walmart DC line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Per day, per character. So every day, you can download, for a fee, a new digital DC comic book. Again, I think, like you said, just to keep people aware of the brand mm-hmm. and consistently getting used to the idea of buying comics. Right. Uh, these characters... Under no surprises include Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, The Flash, Aquaman, uh, Swamp Thing, and DC Superhero Girls.
1: Right. So that's like a like a an attempt to keep young readers.
0: Absolutely. The DC Superhero Girls thing is a no brainer. Like, I love that plan. I think it's genius.
1: Well, because like an anti- like how many kids have their own tablets? Right. So it's like it makes sense for them to be able to get that there. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. This is where I could definitely see retailers like being like okay, come on. Right. Because it's like... Yeah, this is where the retailers are really going to freak out. You're giving us some printed books, if you can even open, if you can, if your mail service will let you do that. Because that's another thing, too. Yeah. The mail service in different areas are going to let you do only certain things at this point.
0: Well, and even if they do allow you to mail it, it may be delayed because it's not essential.
1: Essential, exactly. And some places, I think, like, specific styles of mail they're either not taking right now um, I, yeah, I follow, imagine media
0: mail is probably played. I think it is
1: I follow a couple of artists online who like had to close their shops down because they can't mail things out because the post office is not going to take it right now yeah. because the post office is inundated and you know I'm sure they're not working at a full staff capacity no doubt um, but I don't know that
0: right. for sure I, I would not be surprised
1: um, so you've so this got is these, the thing you've where got these retailers where it's like I'm going to get these books that are not top selling books
0: no it's it, literally one of the books that is coming out in the first week rollout yeah. is the last issue of a poorly selling sandman run
1: right now you may get people who have interest in that because it's like finally i'm getting this last issue i really just want to know how this is all going sure. to come a close so you're probably going to get the sales from that but if your store wasn't selling that book well that's not going to help you necessarily no. i could imagine them seeing this as kind of like a Come
0: on. Yes, this this is pretty. Partic- I don't know if I call it a slap in the face because I am a proponent of both digital and physical. I am too. But uh, you look at these, and yeah, it's it's the top-selling line, and just the con the the consistent. You know, you got Jim Lee, you have uh, Robert Venditti, Amanda Conner, Jimmy Palmiati. Like, you have some major creators here on some top books that...
1: Now, are these stories that people may have already read? That definitely
0: are books that people have already and read. And
1: so, like, maybe they felt safer in releasing these as digital because it was like, more than likely people have already read these, they weren't going to come and buy these. Well, I, I think they it's more like... They weren't going to risk their, like, their safety and health to come and buy this. I, I think it's more
0: that they were like we know that we can argue that they're old. So, whatever. But also, you know, I remember when the Walmart books came out and retailers thought that they were being stolen from and then a year later or less, individual issues of the two biggest books from those were released Mm -hmm. to good numbers. I don't know if they were excellent numbers, but like Superman Up in the Air or Sky or whatever the hell and Batman Universe, like those two books, they got... They got the Walmart books, yeah. which sat in a bin under Yu-Gi-Oh cards for like a while. Then you had them individually, which mm-hmm. sold regular numbers. Then you got the the, the hardcover books, yep. and you got the trades coming out too. So you got three different opportunities for retailers to make money from yeah. those books that were made for a thing that they all thought was going to steal from their coffers and straight up did
1: Right, and, and this could be another example of like DC in the mentality of, our digital readers are not the same as our physicals by any means. And yeah. we don't think they're going to go over and buy those digital books. Right. Like, we're just trying to keep our digital readers reading.
0: That's, and that's the thing. I think that they are just... I think it's not just appeasing digital readers, but I think it's more like just keeping the brand out there. Mm. Because, like, look, if you have DC Universe, an app that you can get that has shows and stuff like that, and books, but not exclusive books, just books right. that are out there, um, you're already sold you're going to use the app the shows mm-hmm. have been made they're coming out you have the app if you're a comicsology purchaser you're probably not going there very often unless you saw that there was a crazy big sale going on mm-hmm. um, hopefully you caught it uh, there was a big Marvel sale a bunch of trades saving like 130 bucks worth of trades um, I have no skin in that game I just like people getting free books yeah uh, but like uh, then but with this it's like this is a consistent reminder that there are DC comic books out there like please remember us because DC unfortunately is not a sales leader, and that's another thing. Right. And I think it's another opportunity for DC to take up op- to take charge and try and muscle in yeah. a leadership role. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the market, at the very least at the, the twenty nineteen market share, yeah, it was like it was not fifty fifty. Right. You know, and of course there's also everyone else that takes up the rest of the pie. But like it wasn't
1: even sixty forty. Right. Right.
0: And. That's pretty bad for the company that owns a character who always is in the top five. And if he has multiple books, occupies multiple slots in the top five. Mm-hmm. Like, if you make Batman and you'd sell three of the top five best-selling books and you're still not the industry leader, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> and I think this is an opportunity for DC to say, like, hey, we are an industry leader. Not only do we have the top-selling book, book, but we also are innovators, we're trying. Right. We're, we're trying to come up with ways to get you your books.
1: Yeah, and like, and that's a thing where it's like, regardless of how this pans out, because this is one of those situations where literally only time will tell yeah. what was the right decision.
0: Uh, and I think the the yeah, and we'll get into predictions in a minute. But right. Like,
1: but what I'm saying right now is that like at least they're doing something.
0: And that's a thing that I really appreciate. Even the digital thing. And the thing is, it's, because I remember talking to multiple industry professionals, in fact, tomorrow on Elsewhere's Exchange, which will not be live, but it will be a premiere. You should (laughs) definitely check it out. You should. It's one of the biggest episodes we'll ever have this year. Uh,
1: Like, block out an hour of your time watch
0: it it's great but talking to industry pros who work exclusively for for, exclusively for dc i know for a fact and i think it's fair to say that like they're still put to work marvel too but like dc pros they've been working and they had the 5g thing ready to go there were books that were made 5g ain't happening no more at the very least 5g ain't happening to the extent that it was going to be happening Mm -hmm. but those books are still being made those are still sitting there ready to come out you also have the other books that were gonna be coming out that they were already working on. Mm-hmm. They never put a stop to work, so they're still producing books. They've been producing more books than ever before. Right. And so this is a, a plum opportunity for them to go, we could probably release three of them a month. We need, yeah. Like digitally exclusive and just, because they did it before. DC did it with injustice and to much acclaim and much surprise mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, and much uh, financial success. Yeah. Um, but this could be, this could have been an opportunity for DC to say, Like, no, we're trying to help everybody, but legitimately, uh, not necessarily objectively, but at least arguably screwing over retailers by saying, like, here are some books that literally were ready to come out that will only be coming out digitally right now and we'll print them up later. Like, they could have made this whole digital thing a a real screw to retailers, but instead it's just reprints of the Walmart book. You were already mad at us about the Walmart books, so here they are again digitally. Like, Whatever. Right. You, we're and, not really taken out of your, right. Out of your money. Right, and
1: again, it could just be they're looking at the statistics about, like, you know, Digital, like, digital readers versus, like, you know, going to the store, brick and mortar, yes. getting your floppy. which
0: arguably you could say, by the way, and we've looked at the numbers, and the numbers are sketchy because they come from the same sources that people say are sketchy anyway, mm-hmm. but arguably the digital is not the at the forefront
1: sure but again it could just be that they're just like you know what a digital reader is going to read digitally and a physical yeah person is they're not, two doesn't different wanna, industries. doesn't want to transition yeah. and so like this is okay for right now right um but again for me like th- this is so i'm literally about to say like one of the biggest cliches no, no, no but like ever but like this to me feels like one of those situations where it's like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yes. Because even if they miss with this, at least they tried something. Yeah. Like DC did something to try to A keep themselves afloat. Mm-hmm. B try to help out the retailers who can still get comics to their, their customers. Yep. And, and and C like keep readers going. Yeah. If they can get them.
0: Well and, and that's the thing that like I am disappointed in Marvel for not trying to be. But I also have here, and I'm just gonna talk. It's not a big prediction. It's not. A, I don't want to get into predictions just yet. But yeah, my expectation is that Marvel will not say a thing until Diamond starts distributing again, and the books that were gonna come out three weeks ago will just come out.
1: Yeah, and that could be from Marvel. I think what upsets me about not hearing anything from Marvel is that like we hear about um, some of their creators, some of their exclusive creators, doing really like benevolent, kind things. Yes. And it's like, you're letting them
0: handle that, handle this. And, you should
1: be doing something. But that's,
0: thing. that's them to a T. And that's the comic book industry to a T, or the yeah. publishers at least, where it's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, on a, on a microcosm level, if you produce a book for yourself, mm-hmm. like independently created, your options for getting that book to anyone mm-hmm. are you can make it a webcomic, mm-hmm. you could work out a deal with other people independent publishing labels to try and help offset costs or at the very least get distribution out there, Mm -hmm. or you could self-publish. Those are your three options. When you take any one of those three options, the burden of promotion is on you. It's your job to get people excited, promote the book, get people to buy it, Mm -hmm. convince people to buy it, show people why they should buy it, and... that's understandable because there is no marketing team. Mm -hmm. Even if you're working with smaller groups like Action Lab Entertainment or whatever others, like side label, like you're still producing the book essentially. And they're just, they're giving you some space to put it out there with a, with a established company's label on it. But like, they're not going to pay money to promote your book. They're just going to let you promote the book as best they can and make those books available because they have a relationship with the one distributor out there. Right but it seems like that's the exact same MO that Marvel and DC have because anytime that a significant book comes out or that that a that a, a fan favorite but not AAA title character book is coming out there is virtually no effort put into its promotion right. it is up to the creator themselves to put themselves out there and put put boots on the ground and get the word out yeah like until you become a donny cates or a or, a St- or a scott snyder like i saw a commercial for batman the last night on earth and i think it was on television i've seen it on youtube and it's, it's a commercial you don't get to be that until after 10 years after you've created Court of Owls. Like he created Court of Owls and there's no fan. Just here's the book. Yep. Go tell people that they should buy it. And it's like, you have a marketing department. I don't understand that. And yet when you're like a Marvel and you're trying to appeal to different demographics and you're Mm -hmm. reaching out to everybody and you're showing what a benevolent organization you are. And then one of your exclusive creators is like, I paid off someone's entire like comic book stores pull list yeah you might want to like i don't know send a like you know ask them to to shoot something put it up on the marvel youtube channel or their instagram or wherever the hell but there was nothing radio silence across the board from marvel whether it's about the industry or about benevolent works from your exclusive creators or anything like that marvel's just like whatever just call me when Thor 4 comes out. But
1: that's what it feels like. I mean, maybe that's not correct. No, but that's but, like but because that, you're not saying anything. And that's the
0: thing is that like when you don't, it's it's like Michael J. Fox in an American president, where it's like the people are the people are thirsty. They're 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 dying of thirst and they're in the desert and they'll go for anything. They'll go for a mirage. And when they find out it's a mirage, they'll drink, drink the sand. sand.
1: Yeah, that is what it's like. But like, I was just thinking about that, um, the um, recent online auction, the Creators for Comics. Yes, Creators for Comics, because we
0: were a part of, by
1: the way. We were, and thank you guys so much for that support. That was amazing. Big time, um, thank you. But then you look at the people who were involved in that and the people who started it. Uh, it was Cami uh, Garcia, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, Gwenda Bond, Sam Humphreys, and Phil Jimenez or Jimenez? I say Jimenez. Okay. Um, several of those people have ties to DC.
0: Yeah.
1: And Jim Lee was a big part of that.
0: Yeah, Jim Lee drew exclusive and sketches that's not for to say that.
1: that Marvel creators weren't a part of it, but, like, no, that feels it. like a DC push.
0: It really did. Yeah, when you look at the roster, it's like, that's pretty DC. In fact, on the DC Universe app, I believe Humphreys talked about it on his show, DC Daily.
1: Right. I'm not sure about that.
0: I'm not, I, um, I can't be...
1: But it really, yeah. like, just, it's just startling to me, the lack of response from an industry leader.
0: Yes. Um... Yeah. No, it's it's frustrating as all get out to, to, to see what are supposed industry leaders by virtue of what? Yeah. That you get to publish Spider-Man? That you happen to own those characters? Yeah. like Because you're not doing anything as an industry leader to warrant your leadership outside mm-hmm. of being the steward of characters people buy. And that's frustrating as I'll get out. Yeah. Like, so uh, we'll get into more in the minute, but let's jump sure. into some more super chats because sure. there are plenty of them. Oh my um, goodness!
1: Thank you guys. Yeah.
0: Uh, but we—I should mention the creators for comics thing. We did do that, and it was a really, really great opportunity um, to, you know, shine a light on a worthy charity, and also to get some, get some, you know, some, some input from the audience because yeah. there were a lot of we we, we auctioned off uh, on Twitter, and I got a lot of people saying like, why didn't you do it on like facebook or instagram or youtube and it's like if it, they were it originated on twitter that's where it stayed i can't tr- i can't move it over there and we're not industry leaders in terms of being able to make that big a splash and get people to do it we could have done it ourselves but it wouldn't have gotten nearly as much exposure as we're us being part of a bigger collective over there mm. i'd love to do something again hopefully we will um but when it comes to that uh we auctioned off the opportunity to pick a back issues book
1: yeah, like
0: there were some stipulations that were applied. So yeah. we're, you're not gonna be seeing tarot, which of the black rose anytime soon. But we uh we did uh, we ha- had the
1: first foyer out, like we wanted to make sure that like we were you know, especially yeah, for a charity. Yeah, we covered
0: our bases. <laughs> but uh yeah, so uh we did have a we, we had we had a great response and it it it, it they bid all throughout
1: yeah, the, which was so, like, flattering. Thank you, guys. Yeah,
0: but, uh, but yeah, the winner was picked. But uh, it was also
1: really cool, like, to scroll through that hashtag. I I bid on a couple of things. I was outbid.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: It's fine. Yeah. But I will say, <laughs> uh, incidentally,
0: and I don't remember who it was that said it. I think it was Bendis who said, uh, if you go through that hashtag, it's like walking through Artist Alley. Oh, it really,
1: really was, because it was, like so many artists came out like from like big names to like new up and comers like just anyone and any anyone could be a part of it. Yeah. Anyone could be a part of it as long as you just followed like some of the rules of like how you got people to like you donate. know donate um at the end of the 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 charity the auction um but it was really fantastic. Yeah. And I think Jim Lee's doing like a 60 day like drawing thing mm-hmm. or challenge or something. I'm like that's nuts. I know. And some of the work he's producing is
0: Oh, it's some of the best, of his, it's some of the it's best that you've seen recently. Well, him.
1: I mean, when you're drawing like that every day. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so good. But there were so many artists who took part. Totally. Jock was part of it, I know. He was. Chip Zdarsky was willing to write you an erotica fanfic.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: like...
0: Which I did not even bid on.
1: <laughs> By the time I got there, I was like, I can't afford this.
0: Yeah. But Uh,
1: still awesome.
0: Still, yeah. Uh, Westmore Morris says, love the at-home Comic-Con. How do you think Image will handle this? Also, how do you think DC's marketing will handle this sensitive issue? I think that DC's marketing team has learned that Radio Silence is the, like, new normal. Um, They're just announcing things and then leaving it alone and letting people work it all out. Uh, Image will follow what Marvel and DC do. Unfortunately, they're not big enough for them to to actively impact the industry. They can't afford to take a side or take a stance or or, yeah. or, or go one way or the other.
1: They're terrified to do anything over there. They app. all are, unfortunately. Their, their marketing team seems to be, like, just petrified by fear, and I get it because it's, like, if, you, if you've if put out things where it's, like, you got, like, a negative response, like, you don't want to do anything. You, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. I did, like, it was, like, such a, like, you know, good job, me, <laughs> like, style, like, commercial or ad because um, I've had a little opportunity to watch more TV that, like, Frito-Lay made yeah. about like everything that they're doing during this time and it was like it wasn't about like selling product and it wasn't about like all this other stuff it was just about like how they were trying to give back to the community yeah and how like each of their plants in different like cities were giving back right and I was like that is so ballsy
0: but it also is a great marketing <laughs> plan because it does show you like you think oh Frito-Lay I don't normally think of them and hey maybe I'll well, think of them in a more positive light now. It,
1: for me, it, I was like, oh, damn, that, was, that did everything you wanted it to because it stuck with me. Regardless of how I feel about it, it stuck with me. Yeah. Because I was just like, damn, that's just you saying, look at how awesome we are. True. Like, we're helping people out. What are you doing? Right. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine if DC or Marvel came out with, like, a PSA like that, where it was just, like, maybe just clips from some of their, like, top brass being yep. like, hey, right now, this is what's going on, and, like... We want to stand with you, like comic book stores and like readers, and like we're gonna do, we're, this is all new. Yeah. And like the fact is, we don't know how to proceed, and hopefully, we do it right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they could easily do that. Just
1: be honest. But like... they won't do that because
0: because Marvel released a video recently, and it's like the most downvoted Marvel video they've ever made. Oh, so like, did they?
1: Oh, what was it? No, no. I
0: mean, like before. Uh... Well, I just mean like they. Like we're looking at. They all. They're all looking at. They're all cheating on each other's papers. Well, yeah. So like they're all looking at it, and and Marvel just was like, "Hey, we're making a book. Here it is." People were like, "Get out of here!" And it's like that was just a puff piece, like promo video
1: right
0: and they're like we don't want to do anything right be- that I- will that will draw any negative attention whatsoever
1: i feel like this is the time where you get the pass
0: yeah and you get yet, a pass
1: just just go for
0: it i'm sure someone you- screwed up <laughs> No Freddy gaming says bend on elseworlds love y'all's work maybe uh Kenneth Dowling correction your program has become my favorite start to the week got distracted by a phone call (laughs) don't worry about it Kenneth I appreciate it man thank you very much thank you Meow Nian says Sal great redesign New 52 Ryan oops wrong show (laughs) go check out our at home comic con panel where we talk about redesigns Jason Imman came back like he never left
1: such a great episode
0: uh Ollie Rogers says, do you feel like the industry is inevitably headed towards digital with physical encompassing trades only? It's hard to see floppies living forever. I don't think lo- floppies will last forever. My thing is, I would have said yes if I hadn't seen the numbers. And well, looking at and, the... And if uh, those numbers are... Even if the numbers are conservative. Yeah. It's so damning that for me, I'm like, no. I, like, think,
1: I think that they will go on for a while. Un, a, a, at
0: least un, 10 years I was going to
1: say until paper becomes so expensive yeah. that like it makes a comic like unaffordable yeah.
0: does it make sense to me for Marvel and DC to go full digital full international digital yeah that would be same yes. price across the board and make every book available keep that intern like keep that those numbers to themselves and then release those books in trade hardcover and on-demand floppy, yes. That's what yeah. I would do if I were running the industry, but it would also destroy the retail outlets, which is why I'm not running the industry, uh, amongst other things. <laughs> but like, I, if, it, if I were a newcomer to that industry, that's what I would think to do and, and, and try out. I'd be like, are you kidding me? Right. Because it would offset so much cost, it would allow you to make so many more books, and it would allow you to open up to a whole new audience. You're talking about putting, and I, I'm I'm an advocate for this too, like putting books in CVSs, Walmarts, Targets, everywhere you can get comics. But we're talking about putting them in drugstores, and I'm talking about making them available in your pocket. Like in everyone's pocket, everywhere, ever, Everywhere. Like, that there's no way you can avoid them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I feel like that's inevitable, but I think that, like, the industry is also so interconnected and incestuous that, like, they will, they will cut off their nose to spite their face. They will hurt themselves financially to support another arm of their industry because they simply don't know anything different, mm-hmm. and they fear it. Okay. Uh, Rebel Friend says, Hey, and Divinity, do you think Marvel will do something similar to what DC is doing with this digital tourist idea? No no I don't
1: I, I think that the. Be- I think they're just going to do something we're not going to know all. it's just going to happen here's the thing
0: if it, if it was a runaway success yes but otherwise absolutely not I think that the only thing that Marvel will do is they'll make their promo codes for Marvel Unlimited a little cheaper like hey this month now the coronavirus like you know like post vaccine now the coronavirus is a thing of the past you're, you're ready to get back into the swing of things why not do that with 25% off of your Marvel Unlimited purchase
1: Yeah,
0: that's what I expect Because it's what, like, McDonald's or Coke Zero or Coca-Cola would do. Mm -hmm. Jamal Daniels says, thank you for all you guys do. Stay safe. You too, man. Thank you so much. Uh, Gorgonfish. I'd love for DC to create more digital-first ongoing series like Injustice or Bombshells. They're cheaper, and they don't have to fit into continuity or crossovers or events. I agree with you, Gorgonfish. I think that's the way to go.
1: (laughs) They'll They'll just bring back the Elseworlds label and just shove it all on digital be like if you want to read an elseworld book just go over there
0: i think that's a great idea anyway it was <laughs> it, it, like i think they should do that no matter what hell di- start with tales from the dark multiverse just make that a, a digital only universe um mongoose the artist what is 5g nothing no, it was a, it was a t- it was a publishing initiative that was uh inspired by and propagated by dan didio and others at marvel comics and probably their parent companies i'm sorry dc comics and their parent companies uh, which was going to uh, change the status quo. They called it New 52-2. Uh, Jake Fitch uh, says, DC Marvel could be using this time to get three to four months ahead of the release schedule and stop future delays. That's what I assume they were doing. And they
1: might still be doing that. I think I, they are. Cause... I'm really hoping that future releases of like actual books that... I mean, we have actual books that are presumably coming out, but like some of the bigger titles are going to be the best edited that yes. we've ever seen. I'm i like, right.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 very op- I'm very hopeful, if not optimistic, about that being the case. The fact that both Marvel and DC creators are still creating makes me feel great. Right. Because maybe we won't have many delays. And in fact, the industry can't re it can because clearly it can because the industry is literally supporting each other despite like profits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that it would be a mistake for the industry to allow for significant delays of their AAA titles when those titles are available again. like, right. Can you imagine if like Amazing Spider-Man gets delayed by a month?
1: Yeah, they can't. They, like, yeah. come
0: Because just, everyone's going be like, what
1: the hell are you doing? Like,
0: what were you doing for three months? Yeah.
1: This is the time for someone to approach Gary Frank with a book. Because... <laughs> yes!
0: Yes! Hey, Gary! <laughs> you better be done with that Batman Earth 1 Volume 3 by now, Gary! Or at the very least, you better be on page six... Come on. That's true. He should be working his ass off on Batman volume 3. Theodore, I already own the Swamp Thing one physically from my local comic book shop. It's really bad. Aww. We can get these physically already. It's fine for them to be digital now. There
1: you go. Yeah. There you go. But I guess the reason I I said that earlier about like comic book stores being upset about that is cuz if you didn't that's the only place you get in your big like title characters exactly and so like that could be like a mm. it's
0: not yeah it it's it, it, it's not that it's a, a brand new story that no. like, people can enjoy it's all about oh a new batman book new to me yeah kenneth dowling helping us out in a big bad way but unfortunately no Thank message you. sorry about that kenneth um <laughs> vidal ruiz with a uh a, a, an adorable looks like a corgi
1: it's a shiba inu, shiba
0: inu uh Saying, how's it going? It's going great. How about you, man? Thank you very much. Sheba Scream. Uh, ben Wilson, just showing support. Grateful to wake up to a new Off the Rack. I'm glad that it's back. We took a week off. I released GBU instead. If you haven't already watched it, watch GBU. We talk about the new status quos <laughs> back in 1993 to 6 for Batman, Superman, and Green Lantern.
1: Justice for Scorn.
0: <laughs> yeah, good old Scorn. By the way... Uh, I know.
1: He's totally cool. I love him t-
0: Yeah, he's a hero. He, he, goes into, he sneaks into Clark's apartment, puts on a Superman costume to show people that he's a good guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's really sad. I, yeah, I hope, I
1: hope, I hope Superman felt like a real jerk. Uh, he, he, he
0: definitely did because he looked like that for too long. <laughs> so every morning he looked in the mirror and was like, I feel like a real jerk. <laughs> oh, also scorn. Uh, Wes Morris says, do you see that 5g being an Elseworlds title or digital exclusive? No, uh, I see them as being black label books yeah, that's I, like their
1: favorite place to shove it all. I don't now. know what
0: to do with this. Let's make it a black label because it doesn't mean anything anymore. Ha ha! God, thank you, Scott and Greg for making this thing.
1: The one thing I like about black label is the allowance to break from format. Yes, I know it could drive you crazy if you're trying to store them, but like, I love love that break my thing foreground. is i wish they
0: did it more like me too I, 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 like that wonder one dead earth book is big yeah. but like what the hell batman last, no, last night on earth yeah maybe, what the maybe hell.
1: capullo just didn't want to do it or, or maybe mean, it wasn't originally wouldn't... going to be a black label well
0: probably not. <laughs> no i think they were kind of the impetus behind black label in the first place i know they were talking they were talking about it since the beginning since well the beginning. yeah uh kenneth dowling uh back thank you so much man uh says just bought amazing spider-man 275 276 i love old spidey comics he fights the hobgoblin he's not my favorite (laughs) spider-man villain he's not he's just he's not so insane like joker just a super criminal also voiced by mark hamill in the 90s cartoon that's right yeah Uh, he basically does his joker voice but like he's a little less which
1: hobgoblin is this uh
0: if it's 275 it's probably mackindale uh, I'll have a look, but like it could be any number of hobgoblins. I mean, it's usually Roger Kingsley, even if it's Ned Leeds, but, you know, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I'm glad you're checking it out that's yeah it's, it looks like it's uh, Kingsley. if you um, I was just wondering if you are no, know... oh, yeah, Hobgoblin gets he gets around
1: He gets nuts,
0: yeah. Uh, if you aren't. Like already, you should definitely be delving into your back issues yeah, uh, and and revisiting old stories or trying to find some stuff that you haven't already read. Yeah,
1: I've been like really just randomly reading random floppies, which yeah. is like the worst way to do things. Yeah.
0: But I do just... love it because then it, take, it takes you down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I bought you six trades today. Did you really? Yep. <gasps> what are they? They're all indie. Doom 2814 says, is the future of a Netflix-style digital model where you pay a fee and get all the content? A lot of people are clamoring for it. A lot of people have been clamoring for, like, why isn't Marvel Unlimited just a Netflix model for every Marvel book? And it's, like, because they can't afford to alienate the retailing market.
1: Yeah, and I don't think they can afford to do that. Yeah. To, like... I don't know. I I feel like they can't like that. That subscription fee would have to be pretty high. Yes. For it to equal out.
0: And it wouldn't because like it would still it would alienate the retail market and they'd freak out and you and you'd piss them off and they're your bread and butter right now. So it would just it would just be a bad move. Yeah. Uh, Ray Ma- Ray Mux says, "What will HBO Max do to DC Universe?" I would probably say absorb it like Akira.
1: See, I said I thought it, I thought that they would try to keep them separate they for are a while them because like they might be able to get two bites from the same apple.
0: Yeah, I think they're right and I think they are going to do that, but I think that. DC Universe is financially unsustainable. I, I don't believe it's making money. Right. And I, I don't have any data to back that up outside of my also, own cursory knowledge of how the industry works right. and how much things cost.
1: Right. I also feel like the fact that DC Universe does other things, HBO Max would be like, I'm just going to take the shows and the movies and that's it.
0: Yeah. Because DC Universe has like a real like, fan collaborative experience. They yeah. have a lot of shows that HBO Max wouldn't touch with a 10 meter cattle prod. No. Forget about it. So, yeah, Uh, so that's where we are right now. The digital market is interesting. So when DC announced, like, yo, every day is new comic book day with, like, seven DC books. I think that's, that is the most progressive thing they've done. Yeah. But also, like, I don't think it's nearly as problematic as anyone, as any knee-jerk reactionary might have for it. Um, if you're interested in it, it's in the description below. Click the link. You can check out all the books that are available mm-hmm. uh, or will be available for this week. Yeah. Um, I love the idea behind it. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's a neat idea that I think is worth checking out. Although, as I understand it, uh, Swamp Thing, The Beat Goes On is not very good.
1: The Beat Goes On.
0: But they spelled it B-E-E-T. I know how they spelled it. <laughs> but the beat goes on. Yeah. Am I supposed to read Swamp Thing like Macho Man Randy Savage? No, I'm
1: totally buying that and doing that. 360.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, but like, I'm, I'm excited. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about where it's like, innovate, do something interesting.
1: You yeah. know they, I'm, so,
0: I'm shocked they didn't go, we're putting it on DC Universe.
1: Well, yeah. And I got to tell you, this is zero risk for them.
0: Totally. It's, it's, just... alre-
1: it's created content for them. Yep. They already have it. There's there's no risk here. No. It's books that have technically already come out. Hopefully, yep. if you're a, a physical reader, you, you already picked these up if you had interest. And if you didn't, now's a chance to try digital. Doesn't mean to backstab your local bookstore. store.
0: No. But I will say, we're probably gonna review some of these.
1: Oh sure. On next week's off the rail. I mean, the fact is a lot of times for us, like, I'm I'm a both.
0: Right. I read both.
1: I'm a both. Like, yeah. Nowadays
0: I'm more about trades than I I am about floppies, but I do get because we do the con circuit, I love meeting creators and having an opportunity to talk to them. I want
1: the physical. I I mean like I am also the 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 kind of of purchaser that I think the companies must like because I have books that I have purchased digitally that I'm like, now I gotta go buy the physical. Yep, I've done that too. I just bought the same book, same price. Yeah, same
0: price, F you, but also But I did it
1: anyway, you know what I mean? So it's like there are just some books I want to get physically totally like especially some of the oversized books oh yeah some of the the, the, first... the black label
0: books are totally worth getting physically. i
1: think so a lot of first um you know issues of books that mean something to me i, I want to get that physically. same here um so like you know I, I i don't want people to think that we're always like promoting digital digital no. for us tends to work out well especially yeah. when we have to do a show or we don't want something ruined for us if mm-hmm. someone likes to talk about it online or what have you like yeah. i gotta read it right now and yeah exactly well, free comic book day or not free comic book day? New, New comic book day. day used to be on Wednesdays, and when I had a job, I couldn't go to a comic book store. No. Before someone might want to tell me something about a book I was reading, so right. it was like well, or I get got a it, break. B-
0: but like you know, when you go to to the comic book store at New Comic Book Day, by like eleven, it's packed. Yeah. And all the books are gone. Yeah.
1: Well, well, not the, well
0: like well, yours are. Yeah. Because like. Oh, it's a new image book. We only ordered four of yeah, them.
1: Yeah, no, it's true.
0: And Donnie Cates said something about it, like on Twitter, like <laughs> two days ago. So it's all gone now. Um, but yeah, no, it's we're not trying to prove like to pick one over the other. I think there's room for both. I do too. I, we de- We fervently believe that there's room for digital and for retail. And I think that it's just about convenience and availability mm-hmm. and about access and about um, advantage. Yeah. If you can buy physical and digital, you know, you do. And if you can get only digital, then you're going to. I mean, like it's it's all about propagating this industry. And it's like, if you can get a comic in someone's hands, be it digital or physical, do it. Yeah. And I and I think, you know, if, if there's an opportunity for, you know, new readership and, 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 and growth to the industry you know a rising tide raises all ships we we will benefit from it regardless um and the fact is there isn't a new town that we visit where i don't go to the comic book store in that area are you
1: kidding me the first thing we go to someplace it's like hey let's like look online to see if there's a comic book store in the area yeah like we have discovered so many great little shops from just doing that because it's like we just want to go want to check it out want to go through those back issue boxes that's right if they went away you just yeah, have it, cons, and you can't go to them anyway, so... Right, exactly. Right so those are
0: dead. No. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, Lucha Dandy says, What could happen sooner, Marvel and DC doing crossover comics or a Marvel and DC crossover movie like Batman Spider-Man? Um, I feel like the comic is easier and quicker because not only are you dealing with fewer working parts and mm-hmm. people, but like the, the reason the reason that everybody argues they won't do it for is because the parent companies and the parent companies are film studios that are rivals so obviously like the film studios wouldn't want to directly help each other out so those would be the quickest those would be the the hardest nut to crack um i think marvel and dc should have been doing crossovers already but you know I, i think we'll get the books sooner than the movies um unless you have bigger powerhouses who are pushing for it like the reason why Marvel versus DC happened, or DC versus Marvel in '96, is because both editor in chiefs of Marvel and DC were best friends who lived next door to each other. Like that was a big reason why that thing happened. Oh, also because the industry was in the toilet. But like the, they worked together well. The, the reason why you didn't get it, why why you haven't gotten a crossover since JLA Avengers, 17 years ago, is because the editors in chief back then hated each other. They could have worked together, but they didn't. Right. So it's all about camaraderie and friendship,
1: mm. which is
0: really, at the end of the day, the way That's it all works.
1: it's all bad.
0: Vidal Ruiz says, uh, doing well, thank you. We need more GBU and older stories and back issues. I love the new stories, but there's something about learning the, about the older stories. I agree. I try to pepper it in. Yeah. But, uh, but the, new, the new books have been helping us out in a big, bad way, and I'm really glad that we've been doing mm-hmm. it. Uh, so thank you. Uh, and Kenneth Dowling says, in said issues, Hobgoblin doesn't reveal himself yet. He sets up Flash as being the Hobgoblin. Yeah, I like that story. <laughs> well, he's dating Shushan in that one. Uh, I know his past... Is that his and... fake girlfriend? No, she's real.
1: But she's Asian. And
0: it's like, oh, Flash is dating an Asian girl <laughs> that in 1970, just, that whatever. That sounds
1: like something someone would come off at the top of their head. My name's Shah Shan. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know the uh, his past and messy it is messy to put it lightly. I'm cool with it. Love you guys. And what you do heading off to exercise peace.
1: Hey, good for you. Yeah,
0: Keep up the cardio. Should we be doing that too? Yeah. Uh, and the super casual plebe says, sup guys. I was wondering what your thoughts are on the DC is what DC is doing with the YA graphic novels like Gotham high and green Lantern legacy. I think it could only help. Like if you're getting the brand out there and you're getting like children or younger adults, who are not reading comics like if you look at the statistics children aren't reading comics hell if you look at the statistics young adults ain't reading comics but you know what always sells ya novels ya novels is a thriving industry that is all that that influences all the other industries remember that awful percy jackson duology like there's two of those like there's a there's a What's that movie? The Spiderwick Chronicles. There's a movie of that. Like yeah.
1: these I, children. I don't know if that one was YA. I think it was. I, I think like Twilight is YA.
0: YA, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> well, in any case, YA novels are a huge industry that makes a huge ton of bank that brings in a ton of people and it creates. Uh, it, it builds up industries and it makes money. Right. Why not? I, you can make why batman, not why a right you yeah <laughs> you could make batman like gay and he's sleeping with the joker in that book like i couldn't care less because the other thing about it is it's so big that it makes money but it's not so big that it influences the books it's so like
1: not, you know that's not gonna like transition back to there but what it will do would be like you know essentially make money for dc to then publish other things that maybe they normally wouldn't you know yeah, what i mean like, it,
0: it would embolden them you know how we talk about it on this channel where it's like Boy, I wish we could do that book, but we're not big enough. We wouldn't make money. It wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't do the numbers we need to sustain ourselves. Like, if we were bigger, we'd be able to experiment, and try more things. Such is the case with anybody in an industry where they're trying to make money. Yeah. Like, if if DC had was just tripping over themselves with money from like their from their Gotham Academy or High book. Mm-hmm. Gotham Academy, I don't know what you'd call that, but I really like that book. <laughs> uh, but Gotham High like whatever who cares like you know if it makes bank then dc gets to do whatever they want dc could bring back vertigo and produce all kinds of crap and hell if that book were sold in bookstores and it like paved the way for more graphic novels to be more prominently available in everywhere else maybe more other books could be available in bookstores i mean like the the fact is more books are available graphic novels are available in bookstores already but like normalizing comics in non-comic spaces.
1: Yeah, it's nice.
0: Uh, the super casual plebes uh, said yeah. that already, so thank you very much. Uh, Vidal Ruiz, uh, because of that issues, I bought a physical copy of Irredeemable Ant-Man. <laughs> nice. Uh, my favorite character that I love to hate next to Guy Gardner, which is my dream DC versus Marvel story. I would love to see that.
1: Oh my god.
0: Guy Gardner gets, uh, gets to come back in another GBU. Check it out. Uh, it's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Fitch, uh, right now it seems like the great like a great time to do a crossover and give all the profit to charity. Yeah, they're not going to do that.
1: <laughs> like No, but now is a great time to do to start a crossover so that when stores do reopen, there's a hot yeah. like book on yeah. the
0: shelf. The thing is, both Marvel and DC creators are still working, right? They're still working on their books. Those books are going to be ready to go, but like you're not going to have that extra two or three months back to put all those books out and you're not gonna suddenly start shipping tri-weekly or tri-monthly, you know? Mm-hmm. So what you do instead is you have a portion of those people work on the DC versus Marvel crossover uh, and that's like the main book and all the tie-ins. That is probably what, like, i call it 10 artists and writers, so 20 people total. Mm-hmm. Everybody else working on their main books and other people can like double dip because you know Bendis and Snyder would be happy to do double dipping uh, <laughs> and write like 16 different books at once. Right. But, you have that in your back pocket, so when because right now you know when like these five books are coming out from DC, you know it, it's it's a market tester, but it's all but it, and, and they're not testing it with a Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman or Justice League book. They're testing it with like the End of Sandman or whatever the other one was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like,
1: There's a, there's a there's actually a Black Label book coming out. There is oh, yeah. another one. But, yeah, there's, there's but they're two. testing
0: it with these other books that yeah. are like already niche, so. What they could do instead is be like, okay, so when everything's out, like when everybody's, when everybody's open, boom, Marvel DC. So that that fills the gap.
1: That would be awesome.
0: Right. Who, the, would, who would you put? What? On the book. Which book? Marvel vs. DC? Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't know.
1: Because I was thinking, I was like, you know what? You need, you need one of each.
0: Right, like Johns probably, but like DC wouldn't want to put him on there because he's an independent entity. Like realistically speaking, they wouldn't call him, but I would like to call. I got, Johns loves to do like a summer blockbuster. Yeah. You know? So I, I've got
1: like a terrible idea, but that like, I've got like, you take two from each side. Yeah. Right, and you put them in a room together. And then this, they'll never produce anything, my, my team here. No. I'd be like, Bendis? Yeah. Snyder? Right. Zadarski mm-hmm. and Kate. Oh yes, they're never gonna write anything. They would never
0: get anything done. But like that would be an amazing team. I Maybe, would read that in a heartbeat because
1: like I'm hoping that like someone can control some of the things we don't like from Bendis and Snyder and Snyder. Yeah, and same. You know what I mean? Like yeah,
0: because the thing is like you look at uh, actually you know who I pick who like Al Ewing. Okay. Zadarski. Okay. And like. Snyder and Johns. Okay. Like that would be my pick. Because yeah, like yeah. you get something like no surrender
1: out of it. Right. How about instead of Snyder you do Johns and Tynan?
0: Yeah, Johns and Tynan would get it. Because you
1: get a you get some of the
0: he gets the Snyder influence, but without full Snyder.
1: <laughs> well he's yeah. working on something else. I'm he's sure. very
0: busy. He's, he's a busy working band. on metal, so well not only that, he's also working on that uh, that independent book that he's gonna do a show out of. You oh know, yeah, Undiscover Confederate. So he's yeah. very busy. So
1: know. I'm just saying, like But like... yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> but I yeah, I would love that. Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah, But treat it like No Surrender.
1: Yeah, and then you just got to get an artist that can.
0: Yeah, you do get the people from No Surrender. Fast. Just put them on it. That book came out on time, and, it was, and it's a beautiful collection. You get Mark Brooks to do the covers. Uh, Gorgonfish says weekly manga issues have been digital in the U.S. since 2012 in the That's past true. few years. Let's you read the three most recent chapters for free. They make uh, most of their money in volumes and trades. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Sejic says that trades are a. Like, unappreciated big plum in the like sales market They
1: must be because when you think about it let's say like if you're just a person who's trade waiting you just just getting that trade on its own so right. you, there you go right yep. and you might think to yourself yeah but i mean like they do discount it a little bit for the issues that are in there but oftentimes how i get trades is i buy the first and second issue and then i'm like all right i missed some i'm just gonna grab the trade yep so now i bought the trade and, and i have I... a couple of
0: issues <laughs> like you dropped what is it probably like Ten to fifteen dollars on the individual issues total, and then spent twenty-five to forty dollars on the trade or hardcover if you didn't have time, if you didn't want to wait for the trade. Yeah, yeah. No, there, there's there's money to be had. <laughs> so. That was our conversation about the market. It's very interesting. Uh, there's a lot more to crack. I'm sure it'll be rendered irrelevant by tomorrow. Well, who knows? Hopefully, you're enjoying the episode anyway. But
1: we wanted to uh, hang out with you guys for a little bit. You know, switch it up a little bit. Check in with yes. the population. See how you guys are doing. Yeah.
0: You should see. Uh, by the way, I want you in the comments down below. If you are watching this after the fact, to check out uh, to let us know what tie-in you want to see to the V.C. versus Marvel crossover that's coming out. That's Ooh. not coming
1: out. Yeah, the one that we the we
0: one had, yeah the one that we just pitched. Yeah, but what, like, what's, what's the tie-in? Because you can't just do you do you do these these versus Marvel, but you gotta do the pairings. Yep, because you gotta that happen. would make you so much more money. Oh
1: yeah, um, definitely.
0: There's another there's a creator who um who was who was drawing a bunch of like awesome oh, looking DC those. Marvel crossovers. It was Vasco Gr- uh Georgie, Georgie Georgiev... Georgiev? I think it's. Vasco, Georgie, maybe the fifth? Oh, uh, Georgie the fifth? Maybe. I'm not sure. In any case, uh, Vasco here drew DC Marvel crossovers in four books. Yeah. He did Poison Ivy Mystique, Harley Quinn Deadpool, Starfire Gamora, and Superboy Rogue, because they both wore jackets. (laughs) Not only are the covers industry level quality, but also the synergy that he built with the current corner logo for DC's publishing incorporated with Marvel is the thing they need to do. Yeah. It's so good I'm going to hold it up to the screen. I hate, I hate to do this, but look at that. The yeah, synergy great. on that is, in, I'm like, that was like it's meant to be. It was incredible how they did that.
1: The okay. only thing I would change would be the crossover font. I like but that, but
0: fine. like, well, maybe the font. But I really like how the the, the work because you're supposed to put a little tag down there that says whether it's an event or not.
1: Oh yeah, I, I that I would workshop, but everything else above that I'm cool with. It works so <laughs> well. But yeah,
0: but check that out if you if you haven't already. Uh, it, it's just just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know your tie in. Um, Michael the well, Third also has a comment. But I, with, I feel with,
1: like what's so just this is off topic here. I'm like tangenting yeah. us basically talking about this this. Marvel DC thing—it's just how much these companies have to know that people want these,
0: right? Yeah, and isn't how that, much isn't that it's nice? like,
1: and like how much either it's that they, the legal elements of it is such a hindrance that for them it's not worth it. Yeah, or the fact that there's like, no way. Maybe we don't think we'll make enough.
0: I, I think it's neither.
1: I which like blows. It makes my me mind. crazy, but
0: like I've I've seen
1: it. But it's like, no. For them, it's like, this is like, it is isn't it isn't, but it's like almost free money. Yeah. Because it's, it's not money. taking the slot no. of another one of your exactly.
0: books. Exactly. It's just extra money. It's literally, that, that was my whole pitch with the IDW thing. is like, not, Marvel, you see, you make those books, you're not pulling creators off of books they would be making for you. Yeah. And it's a book that wouldn't exist at all. Mm-hmm. So it's just this thing, poof, that makes two people, two groups, money that came from nothing. Yep. Whereas if you do nothing, there's no entity that makes everybody money.
1: hmm
0: It's all about ego. It is just ego. That's all it is. I promise you that. People tell me, D- no, Disney doesn't want it. Yeah. Disney couldn't care. L- Disney lets IDW make Spider-Man comics. Disney couldn't care less yeah. about that shit. It's literally all about ego.
1: Yeah. No, I know. I know. But it's like, I feel like if anything comes out of this, COVID, that's positive. Of this... I would hope that it would be the fact that it was like we really are like like in this all together we're in this here, together, yeah. and the fact is like.
0: Based on the moves from DC, I'm think, I'm thinking no, because I was really hoping that it was going to be very collaborative. But DC being like, yo, we're we're doing this, we're doing that. And Marvel being like, mm, whatever, I don't know. Like says to I me mean, that no one's working together.
1: Right, or I'm gonna give a, a another like look at possible it possible scenario where they did go to Marvel and Marvel was like we don't want to do that. Yeah. Or, nah. or they just didn't hear anything back. And it's like, well, we really want to do this. So we're going to,
0: Yeah. you know?
1: I don't know, like, and I mean, like it would be crappier of them to come out and say that they offered it to Marvel and turn them down. You know what yeah, I mean?
0: Yeah. But uh, that's, that's actually nicer than doing that. Yeah. he's not doing it. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just it's, being like, we're doing this and who cares what Marvel's doing?
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. But it, I would hope sucks. that at the end of this, like both companies would be able to like look at themselves and look at what like the readers want and look at how they could help the, you know, physical outlets, local comic book stores, the digital outlets as well, by doing this event. Yeah. This thing that people have wanted.
0: As, it's, as it turns out, retailers have a big voice in the industry. Like, when they, like, pitch a fit, the publishers listen. Maybe they should pitch a fit about that.
1: Yeah, be like, you need to give us something when you guys come back out. And it, it can't just be... And it be... can't just
0: be a new freaking Scott Snyder event.
1: Right, or it can't just be, like, just the books that...
0: Were gonna come out last week. Right, meeting. because
1: it's like, if you, like, if the shops are worried about people not returning giving them a big thing like this that will get news coverage yeah
0: because that's the thing is that like when dc versus marvel came out there was a big press announcement at planet hollywood of all places and really? it got like yeah and it got like big media attention like and and a, and a car and a trading card tie-in. yeah there are trading cards of the, of the marvel dc crossover including amalgam characters but like you can yeah like there it would be a great way to get them back as they're, like, walking out the door. Like, oh, never mind, I'll come back. Because like... Yeah. It, at the very least, from speculation. Mm-hmm. And listen, we know they're not against taking speculator money. Right. Because Batman and Catwoman didn't get married. Okay. But they still had a... T- what?
1: Oh, sorry, I've got their name.
0: Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Because Batman and Catwoman didn't get married, but everybody still went to the midnight premiere sure. and bought all those what? variant covers and, you know and then turned the page and went, Oh, you lied to me But
1: there's also something about that like hype and that like being a part of something which is like yeah. going to be needed when we can safely gather again because yeah, there's
0: that, not there's nothing coming out right now that is hype worthy well no
1: i mean like just that interaction that feeling of community because we have it now like we're in a community right now and like this is how we typically interact with you but like people go to the little comic book stores to chat with people yeah. too and so to have something that came out that you could have like a midnight release of yeah and to have people safely right when you safely can to have them show up together regardless of like what the book is i guess and like be like, hey, like let's like I, you know we're we're writing this all together, and like yeah. well, I'm gonna read it. and Oh my gosh! And like this isn't the normal time I go to the comic book store. Yeah, no, there's
0: a lot. There's a lot to be said for that, and, and it's it, it's a great opportunity, to be sure.
1: Yeah, um, a couple of people asked who the artist was, so I went to their website to to kind of clarify. It is Vasco Georgiev. Georgiev. V a s c o g e o r g i e v see that so, was a V. check him out over on um looks like he's got uh,
0: twitter uh probably like instagram tumblr yeah it's tumblr oh i know
1: <laughs> looks like twitter and facebook <laughs> uh
0: michael the third says off topic but why are there evil versions of heroes better than than others uh, like the maker batman who lasts evil steve rogers love the show um, why are some evil versions of heroes better than than others? Oh, um, I don't know, because, like, some characters are more interesting, uh, you know, like, just doing a mirror image of a character is not always the case. Like, it doesn't always work.
1: I think it comes down to the creator who's behind making the evil incarnation and what it is that they think makes the character. And if they're not quite spot on, I think... They hit miss or if that isn't compelling enough they don't do something else to it
0: exactly there has to be something more interesting than just it's evil (laughs) so-and-so dandy 900 i have been disappointed by the adventures continue where it's fine i was so excited for it dini mentioned the batman who laughs in an interview makes me think it's just to cash in on the toy line it most certainly is it is a promotional device that is used to sell toys if you haven't already watched the dc daily episode in which paul dini and the toy designer talk about the book and also the toys and how there's a Jason Todd toy that's coming out that is technically in the Batman animated series universe that they're putting out. Uh, check it out because it is, it's very telling about what Adventures Continue is supposed to be. I also read issue two. It was lame. Rodney Coverdale. I didn't even
1: know it came out. Yeah, of course not.
0: Uh, Rodney Coverdale <laughs> says, you guys rock. Keep up the keep the lights on and all that. Thank you.
1: Bro. Thank you. And you
0: are. And hopefully you're liking the light activity today. <laughs> uh, so that's it ladies and gentlemen and if you
1: don't it's...
0: well then we'll, we'll buy new ones don't me yeah <laughs> but yeah I think that's it right I mean we've pretty much covered all the bases yeah, for I mean, now yeah I just kind
1: of generally wanted to chat with you guys just make sure you're all aware of like the the fact that this is an ever changing situation and that at the end of the day like it's only going to solve the, the issues for some folk and not for everyone just again because of how different the situation yeah. is for each person I mean like if you look at for example, like the restaurant industry, how different restaurants are handling things differently. Yeah. Some just closed down. Right. Some are, you know, doing Grubhub and like, you know, Uber Eats. Yeah. Some,
0: With limited menus. Yes.
1: that We saw one today that was like a, a favorite of ours we found out is doing takeout, like, you know, you know, curbside takeout. But their menu is super limited, yeah. which means that it's like we clearly have a skeleton crew going on there. Yeah. So it's just like, but for even for them, like for larger industry like that, Everyone is being hit differently. Yeah. Um, And And
0: responding to it differently. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And so, like, at the end of the day, all we can do is just hope that at the end of this, you know, most of our local comic book stores were able to weather the storm and get the financial help that they needed from, um, you know the various you know, grants and bank, you know, whatever that is happening right now. I'm not a small business owner, but I, my understanding is that, like, they are working towards some things. Yes. Whether or not it's enough, I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. It usually isn't. No. No, it usually is not. But, like, you know, if your comic book store is still doing, you know, or able to do, you know.
0: And it's curbside, pickup, curbside or pickup or mailing.
1: Yeah. Like, I highly suggest that if you can, because, again, a lot of people are not able to work right now. And so like that's another issue as well. But if you can, support them.
0: Yes, Uh, reach out to them via Facebook. That's usually the only way that comic book stores operate now Mm -hmm. for some reason. But uh, reach out to them via Facebook Messenger and just be like, hey, what can I do? I did that recently and Mm -hmm. uh, I got got a pretty okay answer. (laughs) They were just like, give me X amount of dollars and I will send you some stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can do that.
1: And they were fun, honestly.
0: Yeah, no, I'm talking about another. Re- I, I've done this with three different retailers. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we have.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I'm about that. Uh, Videl also says the Dark Knights versus the Infinity Warps as the tie-ins. I uh, hate the Infinity Warps so much <laughs> because it's so obvious. They they were like, we people love the amalgam thing, but can we do amalgam without DC? Right. And it's like no because it's stupid without DC. Right. I thought it was stupid with DC, I th- but that was me as a kid. I they, was like, this
1: sucks. They gotta do like the Bat family versus like the, the spider, spider characters. Yeah. Yeah what you think
0: <laughs> well it's, you're just yeah we're synergistically <laughs> but uh, thank you all so much for hanging out with us yeah. and of course thank you so much for your support thank you to everybody who watched and, uh, and, and and super chatted we do appreciate it thank you for sponsoring today's episode Yeah, and we'll see you guys next week with an all new episode but please stay tuned for more subscribe if you haven't already click the bell for notifications because there's a lot coming out this week especially we got tomorrow yes, like that, that one deal. you're going to want to
1: be around for you want to you want to get on that episode.
0: And speaking of crossovers, big old crossover coming out on Wednesday for Back Issues, so keep your eyes peeled for that one. Uh, there's also an Instagram video that uh, ties into it. It's an excerpt from that. You might want to check it out as well. Oh, yeah.
1: There's
0: so much. There's like, so much here.
1: Legitimate, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? what?
0: But No, it's dope. So it's we'll see 420s. you guys next time.
1: No.
0: <laughs> there's no clouds, <laughs> you can tell. But, but uh, anyway, thanks a lot for watching. We'll see you guys next time.
1: I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye, guys. Stay safe.